You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. It's season 13 of the Sonic Summer Stock Playhouse. Performing through the summer months, the Sonic Summer Stock Playhouse is presented by the Sonic Society for the Mutual Audio Network and features producers and actor troops from the modern age of audio drama who recreate and reproduce classic old-time radio plays. The Playhouse endeavors to bring shows to a contemporary audience for the love of the medium and not in any intended form of copyright infringement. And now, we go to our host of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse on stage now, Mr. David Alt. Hello and welcome back to the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse stage. I am, of course, your host, David Alt, and with our penultimate performance for this season, I'm pleased to present to you another double feature, beginning with Rachel Pulliam's Soul Twin audio from the classic thriller, Rope, to be followed by the Narada Radio Company with director Pete Lutz for Act Two with the masterpiece, Les Miserables. And now, Hope. Stories created solely with the vintage soul in mind. Modern day era driving you up a wall? Time travel not likely in your future? Then follow me for a healthy offering of yesteryear with old time radio theater. Your remedy for unwanted 21st century pains. O-T-R-T-S-T-A. What story can I connect you with today? Hmm. Make it, uh, spooky and special. That's a tall order. Oh, and, uh, from suspense. Definitely suspense. Hmm. I may have something for you. Soul Twin Audios presents a very special recreation. Suspense's lost episode, Rope. We ask that you relax and watch what occurs in a single room of a well-appointed big city apartment. As you can see, that room is quite dark as we raise the curtain on Rope. The center of the floor's all right. Now. Close it? Yes. Close it. Not so hard. What about the key, Brandon? The key? The key to this chest! Oh, uh, here, in my pocket. Stand away. <laughs> I guess this is one holiday we won't forget. Well, that's that. 
Uh, mind if I turn on some lights? No, not yet. It's time you pulled yourself together, isn't it, Tom? They'll be here in a few minutes. You realize what we've done, Brandon? I know exactly what we've done. And done well, if I may say so. I hope so. Of course, using this rope was an absolute stroke of genius. Much neater that way. Stainless, no telltale mementos. <laughs> We're not through yet. Don't forget that. We're not. What, may I ask, remains to be done? On our way back to school, the evidence is buried. It's never seen or heard of again. And there you are. <gasps> the phone! You jumped like a cat. I, I'm alright. Don't worry. Here, I'll answer it. Hello? Hello? What? What number did you call? I... I can't... I can't under... Brandon! Put that light out! Take it easy. That light stays on. Hello? Hello? Hang up, Tom. No sense in telling the whole city you're scared. Sit down. I'll fix you another drink. I, I thought it might be... Jimmy's sister. Why would you think that? She... might be calling to say she couldn't make it. Stop talking like an idiot. It was less than half an hour ago. She called to say she'd be here. Why did she? Why did she call? I told you. She wanted to pick up a couple of my brother's paintings. He promised them to her. That's what I mean. She knew your brother was out of town. She also knew we were using his apartment. But the time. Look at the time. It's almost 11. She happened to be in the neighborhood and just took a chance. Here, drink this and relax. She's only a kid, isn't she? Layla? <laughs> Layla's not much of a kid anymore. About six months ago, she was stricken with one of the most violent cases of adolescence I've ever seen. Uh, cigarette? No, thanks. Brandon, you shouldn't have let her come over. You should have told her we were driving back to school tonight. My friend, we are driving back to school tonight. <laughs> All three of us. No, no, no. I mean, you should have told her we were leaving then. Right then. Should I? Well, I didn't. Let's see now. We'll put the drinks in a more convenient place. Right here, I think. Then the sandwiches. Brandon! You're not going to put them there? On the chest? Oh, why not? Well, I, after all, her brothers. You really are losing your grip, aren't you? Don't you see that? Just, just that sort of thing. In, in fact, the whole business of having the girl here will help keep suspicion off of us. Well, maybe she knew Jimmy came here tonight. How would she know that? How? Maybe he told her he was going to. But he didn't. He told us he didn't. We've been over this a dozen times. He knocked around town for a while, uh, alone. Then, on his way home, he decided he'd drop by here. And nobody in the world knows that except us. Now, is that clear? Does that quiet your nerves? My nerves are all right, Brandon. I was, I was a little worried for a while, but... Well... I'm fine now. Really. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm beginning to think there's only one other person who could have really appreciated this kind of experience, who could have felt the danger and thrill of it, and yet see it for what it is, a perfect and beneficial piece of work. Who do you mean? Rupert Cadell. Oh, your brother's pal. The writer. And if you'd ever read any of his stuff, you'd see what I mean. But I, I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't have had the guts enough for that. Well, I'll get to those sandwiches. I'll have another drink while you're at it. Better go easy on that stuff. Don't worry. The last one did a lot of good. That's all. <laughs> I thought this would... Tom! Uh, what? Didn't I tell you to check up there? Look at this. What is it? What is it? It's a toy. That tin cricket thing Jimmy had. Oh, yeah. Let's see. They handed him out at that joint he went to tonight. Yes, the Club Rio. It's printed right on it. That could finish both of us. After all, Brandon, you're as much to blame as I. That's got nothing to do with it. It's your business to see what I don't see. There she is. Stick that thing in your pocket. Here, I'll go. No, no, you go to the door. I'll bring in the food. Let me finish this first. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, you're Layla, aren't you? Come right in. I'm Tom Wayne. You're Tom Wayne? That's right. Oh, dear. Jimmy said you looked like Ronald Coleman without a mustache. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You should be. You had no right going to the door not looking like Ronald Coleman. Hello, Brandon. Glad to see you, Layla. Uh, here, let me set this down and, uh... Sandwiches? Really, I'd just better pick up the paintings and go. It's awfully late. Who said so? Here, let me have your coat. Well, okay. You know, Tom, if you weren't quite so pale, you might look something like Ronald Coleman. Pale? Definitely pale. And jittery. You must have had a terrific evening. <laughs> the girl's uncanny. Uh, let's see now. Uh, Tom? I'll just have a whiskey, I think. Whiskey's fine for me, too. <laughs> You'll have milk and like it. Milk and sandwiches. Will you bring those chairs, Tom? That's it. Here. You mean we're going to eat off this chest? You don't mind, do you? I don't mind. But isn't it kind of silly? Not in the least. It's fun. Here, Layla, you sit here. That's it. <gasps> the door! Somebody's at the door! Gee, you really do need a drink, don't you? I, I just didn't expect anyone. That's all. I wonder who it could be. Best thing to do is find out. Excuse me. Why, Rupert. Hello, Brandon. Oh, am I interrupting a party? You'll be a very welcome addition. Come on in. You mustn't think I didn't phone first. Because I, I did, and I got practically no results. That's so. But just enough to let me know you were in. You've met uh, Jim Kentley, haven't you? Uh, goes to school with us. Oh, yes. Well, this is his sister. Layla, this is Mr. Rupert Cadell. Oh, 
Oh, you're the writer, aren't you? Well, thank you for thinking so, Layla. And uh, thank you, Tom. That glass was for me, wasn't it? Uh, why, uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Thanks. You may have the next one. You'll want a sandwich with that, Rupert. Uh, sit down right here and help yourself. All right, I... Uh, what in heaven's name? Oh, <laughs> we're uh, dining and drinking off the chest. Are we? Why? Because the table is stacked and smeared with my brother's ubiquitous paint. And, well, because we thought it might be fun. I think it's silly. Don't you think it's silly, Mr. Cadell? All we need is a bottle of rum. A bottle of rum? Fifteen men on a dead man's chest? Oh, yes. <laughs> Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Uh, of course, we'd have to get fifteen men. To say nothing of a dead man. You seem to be having a tough time with your drinks, Tom. Yes. Don't I? Well, I can always fix another. Go on, everybody. Don't wait for me. Here, Rupert, uh, try one of these sandwiches. Thanks. Of course, if a person has to eat off a chest, I doubt if he could find a handsomer one. I've always admired this thing, you know. Then you better enjoy it while you can. I'm taking it back to school with me. Uh, tonight, in fact. Tonight? You're going back tonight, Brandon? Yes. Tom and I have to be there early in the morning. Something uh, came up. You needn't look so smug about it. Incidentally, why wait so late? Better driving. Uh, Layla, I hope this won't inconvenience Jimmy too much. He was going to drive back with us. Forget it. <laughs> Jimmy would rather crawl back to school than miss one day in the city. He has so much fun on these holidays. I really should phone him and explain, though. Uh, is he home? On a vacation night? Don't be silly. For that matter, I don't suppose you know where he is? Oh, I know where he is, all right, but... What? What do you mean, what? I mean, you know where he is? I know where he said he'd be, at the Club Rio. Oh. But it would be awfully hard to reach him. You know what it's like there. No, I've never been there. What? Oh, you're kidding. I bet you've been there with Jimmy a dozen times. No, really. I've never even heard of the place. How absolutely fantastic, isn't it, Mr. Cadell? I, um, I'm afraid you must prepare yourself for still another agonizing blow, Layla. I've never been to the Club Rio either. Oh, no. You, of all people. Stop showing off, Layla. You've never been there either. Why, I certainly have. Jimmy took me the first night he was up from school. And Brandon, it was simply gorgeous. Awfully low, of course, but really spectacular. Mr. Cadell, do you by any chance rumba? There's a couple of steps I'd like My to- My brother's paintings. You were supposed to make your own selections, you know? This might take a little time. Oh, all right then. They're out here in the studio, aren't they? That's right. Want to give me a hand, Tom? Hmm. Be right with you. <coughs> Very quaint custom. Um, what's that, Rupert? Do you always take your drinks two at a time? I? No. Not ordinarily. Last night in town. Just felt like celebrating. My boy, as celebrants go, 
You're undoubtedly the most funereal specimen I've ever seen. What's the trouble? Uh, coming! Excuse me, Rupert. I'll be right back. Oh, wait. I better shed some clothes. There. Okay, Brandon. You can't even hit the chair with your coat. Hey, uh, something fell out of your... Pocket. Compliments of Club Rio. Club Rio. Mr. Cadell. Uh, uh, yes? Oh. Mr. Cadell, I just wanted... What was that? Why, uh, what was what? That noise sounded exactly like one of those tin cricket things at the Rio. <laughs> uh, that place seems to have gotten under your skin. What was that you put in your pocket? I... Oh, you mean this. My cigarette case. Care for one? Thanks. I don't smoke yet. Mr. Cadell, I thought you might like to help me pick out the paintings. Why, uh, I'll be in in a second. Uh, there's something I need... Go on, Rupert. Give her the benefit of your aesthetic soul. What I know about art, you could stick in your eye. You know something about dames, don't you? She only wants your company. Go on now. Don't pay attention to him, Mr. Cadell. He hasn't a serious thought in his brain. No. I wonder. All right, Layla. Tom. Yeah. Come here a second, will you? I want you to... Oh. You don't have to shout. I can hear. Where's my coat? Uh, I threw it somewhere in... It's there by the chair. Oh. Yeah. Listen. That cricket I gave you. We better get rid of it now. The cricket? Keep your voice down. That toy thing makes the noise. Hurry, we haven't much time. Well... I haven't got it. Don't be stupid. I gave it to you. You didn't give it to me. You put it in your coat pocket. Now get it out and be quick about it. Uh, wait. Wait a minute. Tom! You didn't! It's not here! It's gotta be there. Quick, look at your other pockets. The inside one. I, I haven't got it. You didn't give it to me. I tell you I did. I did. What have you done with it? Where is it? Where is it? I, I haven't got it. I, I can't find it. It's gone. I, I had it here. Here in this pocket. <gasps> Rupert! Lose something, boys? Why, yes, I had a watch. Tom here seems to have mislaid it. Sorry I lost my temper, Tom. Oh, that's all right. Uh, want something, Rupert? Yes. Some rope. Rope? You know what they say. Give a man enough rope. <laughs> and he'll hang himself. Uh, contemplating suicide? Not yet. Just a little picture wrapping. Thought you might have some. As a matter of fact, we have. Uh, will you get it, Tom? It's out in the kitchen. Okay. Oh, and uh, Tom? Yes? Some wrapping paper, too, if you don't mind. It's in there, on the top shelf. Care for a drink, Rupert? Yes, if there's any left. When are you leaving? In about uh, half an hour, I, I think. Why? Seems a little peculiar, that's all. Leaving this late in this kind of weather. 
What do you mean, this kind of weather? Here you are, Rupert. Thanks. It's a perfect moonlit night. Not now it isn't. It's raining. You're kidding. Come here to the window. It must have just started then. Say, it is raining, isn't it? Light, though, won't last long. It's in for the night. You'd better wait till morning. Uh, afraid we can't. Thanks, Tom. Oh, Rupert. Yes, Layla? I mean, Mr. Cadell. Here's the rope and papers. Want to help me wrap the pictures? Oh, gosh, they're heavy. Wait, let me get rid of this glass. Now, give them to me. We'll rest them on the chest here. Ugh, that awful chest. You don't like my beautiful piece of furniture? I keep thinking of those 15 men. Oh, on the dead man's chest? (laughs) Want to hand me the paper, Layla? That's it. Brandon, why you're taking a big thing like that back to school with you is beyond me. What are you going to use it for? For storing dead men. Need any help, Rupert? No. I can manage. And I suppose there's a dead man in there now. Is that right? Layla, you're positively clairvoyant. Well, as long as he's dead, I don't suppose he'd mind me looking at him, do you? Why, of course not. All right. It's locked. Certainly it's locked. He wouldn't mind your looking at him, Layla, but I would. Why, it's even padlocked. Do you see this, Rupert? I saw it some time ago. Now, for the rope. Will you hand it to me? Thanks. No kidding, Brandon. What is in it? But I've told you. Why is it you won't believe me? Well, so long as you've told us, why won't you let us look? Have you got the key? Right here in my vest pocket. Then hand it over. Not on your life. Brandon, I... Which vest pocket? The lower right. Shall we get it? Ten years ago? Yes. Tonight? No. All right. Then I'll get it. Layla! Oh, no, you don't. There. There. I've got it, Rupert. Not yet. You have it. Give me that. Layla, I said... <laughs> Give me that. Ow. Give me... Ow! My arm! What a fascinating parlor game. Gee, Brandon, you gave it an awful twist. I'm terribly sorry, Layla. Did I really hurt you? No, it's all right. <laughs> I guess that'll teach me to keep my nose out of crime. I'd still like to know what's in that chest, though. Don't be impatient, my child. Just remember that murder will out. Here. Here's your package. Don't tell me you actually believe that, Rupert. Believe what? That murder will out. Well, I suppose a really clever murderer could get away with it, provided circumstances played in his favor and his ego behaved. His ego behaved? I mean... He often finds it impossible not to talk about his clever piece of work. He wants to boast about it, say something, do something. And the result is, he gives himself away. In other words, my advice to aspiring young killers is, keep your trap shut and watch your step. I'll try and remember that. I gather, then, that you don't exactly disapprove of murder. Oh, quite the contrary. I can think of at least half a dozen people who, to my notion, are totally unfit to be among us. Frankly, I'd be delighted to exterminate them personally. Then why haven't you? Well, oddly enough, Brandon, I have an inordinate distaste for being hanged. 
<laughs> I've had all of that talk I want to hear. Anyway, Brandon, it's getting awfully late, and I, I really must be going. All right, Layla. I'll get your coat. <laughs> Party breaking up? Ah, the drink-ridden rover boy. Showing yourself, Tom? Wonderful evening. <laughs> Wonderful evening. Listen to that. Thunder. You two aren't going in that, are you? We'll be on our way inside of 15 minutes. Oh, dear. If you ask me, I'm glad Jimmy isn't going with you. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for everything. Yes, as Tom so aptly put it, it's been a wonderful evening. Rupert, you mean you're leaving too? Now? Yes, and it'll probably take both of us to handle these paintings. Oh, dear. Oh, that's fine. Well, goodbye, Brandon. It's been simply marvelous. And Tom, I'm glad to have met you, and I'm sorry you got so stinko. So long, boys. And thanks. See both of you on our next trip. Good night. Well? Well? <laughs> All's well. I thought for sure he got onto it. Yes. So did I, for a couple of minutes. But that's what punched up the evening. Anyway, he didn't. You're sure? Quite sure. And you know, I almost wish he had. Rupert, I wonder, if he had been with me, Tom, he wouldn't have gotten drunk. I'm not drunk, Brandon. I'm... I'm really okay now. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm unlocking the chest. Brandon, the door! Not so loud. Somebody's at the door! All right, all right. It's nothing to go to pieces about. I'll see who it is. Rupert, uh, forget something? My yes, Brandon. I just remembered that I didn't finish my drink. You boys don't mind, do you? M mind? <laughs> of course not, Rupert. Why should be? That's very nice of you. Let's see... Oh, uh, my drink's right here. Still cold, too. Uh, where's Layla, R Rupert? Layla? Oh, she and her bundle of art are in the back seat of a homeward-bound taxi. Mind if I sit down? No, uh, no, uh, of course not, Rupert. Ah, wonderful. I'm not holding you up or anything. Oh, not at all. Only, well, <laughs> we do have to be getting along, you know. Yes. To tell you the truth, Brandon, this is the first chance I've had to relax all evening. Miss Layla Kentley isn't exactly what I'd call the most restful little character in America. Cute girl, though. Don't you think so, Tom? Hmm? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a lot to her. I, I mean, a lot besides her freshness and brightness and adulation for her brother. You can see her very thoroughly. She believes in life and in living. I was just thinking, what a horrible thing it would be. For that belief of hers to be smashed. <laughs> You're a morbid guy tonight, Rupert. I'm sorry. Maybe it's the weather. It does seem to be 
getting worse, doesn't it? As a matter of fact, we really must be shoving off. We've got a bit of packing to do and one thing and another. Oh, don't mind in the least. Go right ahead. Well, I don't think you'd have much fun watching us. No, really, Brandon. It's perfectly all right. I'll tell you what. I'll stay and see you off. Stay? Unless, of course, you have some reason you'd rather I didn't. Uh, certainly not. Uh, you can stay as long as you like. Tom, none of that for you. M mind your own business. Give me that bottle. Now, sit down. Doesn't look like we'll get off at all, Rupert. With Tom in that shape. I'm perfectly sober. Why does he want to stay? That's what I want to know. Why does he want to stay? Listen, stupid. He has no earthly reason in wanting to stay, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm getting sick and tired of trying to do anything with you. <sighs> Come on, Rupert. I, I guess you better finish up your drink and leave him with me. Oh, I've got to go then. What do you mean you've got to go? Nothing. I simply thought for a moment that perhaps you wanted me to go too. Not at all. Tom was getting out of hand, and I thought we ought to close up for the night. I don't want you to go. You don't? No. All right, then. I'll stay. May I have another drink? <laughs> there. There. You see? Shut up. Sure, you can have another drink, Rupert. As many as you like. Granted. Granted. Listen. That's it. Keep your mouth shut. That's it. That's the cricket. Jimmy's. Shut up, you fool. Shut up. Brandon, it's over. He's got it. I told you to shut up. I'll it. kill you. Right there. I, I swear He's I will. got it right there. <laughs> Rupert? Yes? Rupert, there's something between Tom and me. It doesn't concern you. Would you be good enough to go now and leave us alone? I don't think so, Brandon. You see, it may not concern me, but it may concern the public. I'm rather awkwardly situated, you see. Right now, I'm the only representative the public has in this room. Are you going? Or aren't you? As I say, Brandon, I'm very awkwardly situated. You are something more than that, my friend. What do you mean? You are very dangerously situated. I'm not armed, and I couldn't put up much of a fight against you. If that's what you mean. That's what I mean. However, I do have one advantage. Quite small, of course, but rather potent. It's this. What's that? It's a whistle. A policeman gave it to me. Oh? And when did he do that? About five minutes ago. When I put Layla into a cab... He was stationed at the corner of this apartment building. He's there now, in fact. Waiting. It depends upon you whether or not I go to the window and use his whistle. What do you want, Rupert? I want to look into that chest. The chest? The chest? What's the matter with you? What is it you suspect? Murder, Brandon. The murder of Jimmy Kentley. Murder? Are you crazy? <laughs> Tom, do you hear that? He suspects us of murder. He... May I look into that chest? Look into that chest? Certainly, you can look into that chest. You can look into a thousand chests. A, a thousand. I'm not interested in a thousand. 
only this one. You're crazy. Get out of here. Get out. May I look into that chest? Yes. Very well. I will. Rupert, Rupert, listen. There's something. It's unlocked, eh? Rupert, Rupert, don't lift the lid. You'll be sorry. Don't do it, Rupert. You, go, go. You, you foul, rotten. You, you, you did it. You really did it. Rupert, Rupert, I, I, I want to explain this to you. Explain it to me? Yes. Yes, I, I, I could do that. I could explain it. R- Rupert, listen. Uh, Tom and I, we, we did this thing. We did it for for research. For what? It was a, a sort of clinical study. We wanted it for the experiences. The experience of emotion. The thrill. You can understand that, can't you? You're the one man who can understand that. Wait, Rupert, listen. Even if you can't understand that you can see this, Jimmy Kentley's dead, and giving us up can't bring him back. Two lives can't recall one. It'd just be a triple murder. You can see that, and and you can't do it. You're not a murderer, Rupert. What are you? But we aren't, Rupert. Not that kind. There was another reason we did it. The real reason. You remember what you said about being willing to eliminate... Those who aren't fit to be among us. You remember that, don't you? Well, that's why we did it. He wasn't fit to be among us. Jimmy Kentley wasn't... What do you mean? You've seen him, Rupert. You know what he's like. He had nothing to give the world. Nothing at all. And you were God. And decreed that he should be eliminated. Listen to me, Rupert. He was dull, uninspired. He'll he'll never be missed. I, I tell you, never. Except by his friends... His family, except by that girl who was your guest tonight, who trusted you the way he trusted you. Don't look at it that way, Rupert. Look at it like this, the large way. From the viewpoint of society, he was just just a guy, that's all. Yes, he was just a guy, and that, that, that made him priceless. You misunderstood me, Brandon, when I referred to those who are unfit to live among us. I was talking about those who were the real enemies of society. Those who murdered decency and sanity. Those who made the world a horror and a trap for those who trusted them. And you, Brandon, you on a very small scale, you're one of those enemies. What are you saying? What do you mean? I mean for once in my life, I'm going to do what I've never dared to do before. I'm going to commit murder. The the window. Rupert, don't go to the window. And for once in my life, I won't hang for it. No. No. Because you will, Brandon. You and that paralyzed drunk over there. You're going to hang. Both of you. Hang. Hang.
Rope was written by Patrick Hamilton and adapted for radio by Harold Medford. This episode was Lost, airing on July 8th, 1942. Special thanks to Dr. Joe Webb for providing the script for Soul Twin Audios to produce for Sonic Society's Summerstock Playhouse. Featured in our cast were Connor Howard as announcer, Justin Fife as Brandon, Theodore Perez as Tom, Rachel Schumacher as Layla, and Adam Blanford as Rupert Cadell. Rope was produced and directed by Rachel Pulliam with incidental music composed by Ross Bernhard and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The artwork was designed by Joshua Mongardini. Thank you all. Please make use of our brief intermission as we set the stage for France and Les Miserables from the Rider Radio Company. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse will continue soon with Act Two. Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is on the air! Exclusively on Mutual, the Summerstock Playhouse is an annual celebration of old-time radio remakes by modern-day audio drama producers, each putting their own special spin on a classic program. Don't miss a single episode, Sundays in July and August, only on Mutual. Better living through audio.